I think at a place like Cornell, I'll say there's a lot of pressure mm. and like mm-hmm. sort of imposter syndrome, yeah. like in this yeah. sort of feeling that I have to have it perfect. And like a makerspace allows you to play mm-hmm. and experiment and innovate. And you go, okay, that didn't work. Let me try it again. Yeah. Like, and get used to that idea that it's not always going to work perfectly the first time. Part of learning is that sort of failure, trying again yeah. and learning from mm-hmm. it and that it's not fatal. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language. The Makerspace is a place for Cornell students, faculty, and staff to exercise their creativity and learn new crafts and skills. Emerging Literacies librarian Camille Andrews gives us the scoop. Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. And I'm Sam Lupowitz, the LRC's media manager. Today, Camille Andrews is in the studio with us. Camille is an emerging literacies librarian, and we will talk about the Cornell makerspace in Mann Library, the Manufactory. What a cool name. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Camille. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Thanks very much for having me. We are very excited to hear more about the Manufactory, but before we jump into that, can you share with us a little bit more about who you are, what do you do at the library, what what do you do at the makerspace, any other experiences with language and culture, maybe? Absolutely, yeah. So um, I... uh, sort of came to the libraries by a circuitous route. Huh. Uh, I was a comparative literature major. Oh, wow. Uh, and my focus was actually Francophone, African, and Caribbean literature. Oh. So um, I did study abroad for like a year in Montpellier. Oh, nice. Really loved it. Yeah. Um, and then was sort of casting about, you know, what to do after mm-hmm. graduation. And then I basically sort of said, you know what, um, maybe publishing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is the way to go. Um but uh, that ended up not being my path, and eventually yeah. that led me to libraries. Huh. Um, but uh, now, uh, what I do sort of was an outgrowth of uh, my interest in literacies mm-hmm. uh, and learning. Yeah. Um, and uh, so my position as emerging literacies librarian uh, is basically doing instruction and outreach for the manufactory. Yeah. Let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about the manufactory. What is it and where can we find it and what's available there? Yeah. Yeah. So the manufactory is in Man Library uh, on the Equa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, if you kind of come in the doors, you'll see it off to the right. Um, and it is basically sort of a creative production space. Mm -hmm. So um, makerspaces, um, if you you don't know, they can sort of take a lot of different forms, um, but basically they're places where people can come together, um, play, innovate, Mm -hmm. experiment, tinker with things, um, with all kinds of technologies. Like every makerspace sort of has its own, you know, particular setup. But Mm -hmm. we... Uh, knowing that there are like a lot of different making spaces on campus of various you know kinds, mm-hmm. we sort of saw our space as being an introductory welcoming space. Mm-hmm. So nice. you know we said uh, anyone can come. It doesn't matter what like college department major course. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like faculty, staff, student, mm-hmm. community member. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Like we want nice. everybody That's to great. be able to come in. Yep. Like and then 
just experiment with things. Uh, so we're a learning space. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places that I think are a little more high end. Um, so, you know, if you are looking for like particular services or things, yeah. um, they might be kind of more in that line. But mm-hmm. we're interested in sort of getting people in who may not think of themselves as makers mm-hmm. um, and people who are doing a range of making. So everything from 3D printing, VR, sort mm-hmm. of like higher tech things cool. to uh, sewing. Um, huh. We've got hand tools. We have Legos. We have art supplies. Yeah. Like So the whole range of making. Um, mm-hmm. So people from various disciplines can come together yeah. and like collaborate and experiment and learn new things. Yeah. Um, I think in a nutshell, that's sort of what yeah. we aim to be. Who are the biggest users right now of the manufactory? Is it students? Is it faculty? Is it classes, like um, intact classes or projects? We get a mix. Okay. So I think the, our largest group is undergrad students, yeah. Um, yeah. since they're their largest group around. Sure, sure. Right? <laughs> but we still do get... Um, you know, a lot of, like, grad students and faculty mm-hmm. from research labs mm-hmm. who are, like, trying to make custom parts for their experiments. Yeah. Um, we also get um, community members who come in. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, um, you know, faculty doing courses. Yeah. Um, and we actually uh, can actually help create assignments. Yeah. Um, and uh, work with classes uh, and love doing that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so we have a wide range mm-hmm. of things that we do uh, and sort of people that we work with. Have you noticed any language or culture classes or students, maybe international students, milling about in the space and utilizing the various tools? Yes, yeah. So we definitely get uh, international students coming mm-hmm. in. And... Um, You know, in this sense, we're, like, not a sort of formal language learning place, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, they're, and this will get a little, like, uh, like, hopefully not too educational, (laughs) but, um, like, makerspaces were designed as sort of constructivist learning spaces Mm -hmm. where you learn by, like, doing things. Like, and so... That is a way of also learning um, English as a second language. Of like course, yeah. Collaborating yeah. with people on things um, and sort of learning that and um, practicing that, those mm-hmm. communication skills in mm-hmm. the space. Um, we have done uh, also things that are sort of in the line of like cultural, mm-hmm. like uh, intercultural communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked with one of the communication classes where... Um, they had students at two Chinese universities hmm. uh, actually do intro videos to their universities. And then this communication class, mm-hmm. um, communication, uh, visual communication. Yeah. They also did intros to Cornell. Uh, and then they switched. Oh, cool. Um, so we put in our the headsets that um, uh, we have in the uh, makerspace. Mm-hmm. We put the Chinese students' videos. Mm-hmm. And what the Cornell students had to do was come in, watch those videos, and then say, here's what I think they were trying to communicate, like, and then here's what I got out of it. So it was fascinating. Yeah. Um, That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why are makerspaces important for education, especially thinking about a a large university like Cornell? I think makerspaces are crucial. So, Mm -hmm. like... um, you know, I mentioned that sort of constructivist learning. Yeah. So those, that hands-on, active, experiential mm-hmm. learning. And this yep. is the way that things are going. Um, and I think a lot of times at a place, particularly like at a research university, mm-hmm. things can get very abstract and theoretical. 
Um, But makerspaces sort of force it down to the Mm hands-on, like, and then give people that um, experiential active learning Mm -hmm. um, that has been shown is, like, a great way uh, to learn. Um, I think it's nice, too, because it levels the playing field, right? I mean, you might be an expert as an instructor in one area, but then you come to the makerspace and... I, I would not know how to sew something. I mean, my mother would be devastated hearing this, but, um, you know. <laughs> You'd be so, like, I, got, I have a PhD, mom. But yeah, I think especially sometimes I feel for instructors, it's so important to put yourself back into the shoe of the learner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it gives everybody that experience of like being able to play with something mm-hmm. new. I think at a place like Cornell also, there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. sort of imposter syndrome, yeah. like in this yeah. sort of feeling that I have to have it perfect. And like a makerspace allows you to play mm-hmm. and experiment and innovate. And you go, okay, that didn't work. Let me try it again. Yeah. Like, and get used to that idea that it's not always going to work perfectly the first time. Part of learning is that sort of failure, trying again yeah. and learning from mm-hmm. it. And that it's, not fatal. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It will be yeah. fine. Um, and just get in sort of that playful mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that giving students a place where, you know, it's not like, you know, you're shooting for the A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know, you're just trying to play with something mm-hmm. and learn it yep. is critical around here. Because, yeah. um, yeah, it's it's a high stress place. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And I think that really relates to language because you don't, you know, language it's it's nothing that you you sit down and study. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to experiment with it. You mm-hmm. have to practice it. You have to apply it. Yes. And I think that concept is exactly what's happening at the makerspace. Yes. And it can give you this like immersive experience mm-hmm. without Mm-hmm. being there or before being there yeah so we actually had uh, somebody from the southeast asia program come and say you know well i'd like to before they go off on their mm-hmm. study abroad mm-hmm. be able to use like google earth or something yeah or, or like in vr like mm. you know 360 videos on mm-hmm. youtube to get a sense of a place i was actually also testing some vr apps ah. that were actually fun huh. like um there was one called uh like busu learn spanish oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and basically you could go in and like talk to people at this party. Yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> you got like you know sort of this surround sound yeah. experience. It could talk to these virtual people. Yeah, wow. and then get like some response mm-hmm. back. Like so, it's a little interactive. Um, and so it was like I thought, you know, a great way to sort of get that immersive mm-hmm. experience like before you. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then to practice mm-hmm. in like a low stress exactly. environment. You know, and I can think of a lot of applications for language and culture classes. Just the example you gave us with the video, with, you know, doing an introduction about your university. A lot of our teachers do telecollaborative projects, and there could certainly be little modules attached to that where the the resources you have at the makerspace could be helpful. Absolutely, yeah. And we have sort of a full suite of things. Um, so we have... Not only the space mm-hmm. um, where you know people can come and play with these things, the tools, mm-hmm. um, but also the expertise. Yeah, so, exactly. like yeah. um, myself and my colleague Matt Ryan and um, Jimmy McKee, our makerspace coordinator, mm-hmm. we help teach people things like sort of you know intro to you know basic video production or mm-hmm. intro to um, mm-hmm. like podcasting, mm-hmm. like. Um, 
Hmm. Maybe we should have taken that, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) The thing where you screw up a bunch, but it's not fatal. That's been. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I've done here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we have all learned, actually. Like none of us were experts in any of Uh, this before mm -hmm, we started mm -hmm. it. Like we just sort of learned along the way and then have started to teach. And that's a great way to learn yourself Mm -hmm. like and to try stuff Mm -hmm. and then see what happens. And you do have button makers. Yes. I do have to point out the button makers. <laughs> I am a big fan of buttons. Yep. Yeah, no, <laughs> buttons are awesome. Like, and there's nothing like uh, just being able to, like, in, you know, a couple of minutes, just be able to, like, right? create something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. hey. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And we have it for rent. Um, or, like, you basically check it out. Yeah. It's yep. not. Uh, no money exchanges yep, hands. Exactly. Yep. But uh, but yeah, um, and I think the library has always been a place too, where you know if there are like technologies that you want to experiment mm-hmm. with, the things that you know you want to play with that you don't have, like often we're the place where we have it, and yeah, then uh, you can come check it out. Yep. So video equipment, um, mm-hmm. like the VR headsets, things like that. Um, those are all like things that yep. we make available. So where can people find out more about the makerspace and the manufactory? Yeah. So we have a website. Um, so if you just Google Cornell Library Makerspace mm-hmm. or go to makerspace.library.cornell.edu, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find our website. And that has the full listing of everything that we have um, and uh, also ways to contact us. Mm-hmm. So you can also, if you have any questions, uh, email us at makerspace at cornell.edu and um, yeah we'll get back to you so awesome well I hope that we can come up with a couple of ideas for our language teaching colleagues to think about how they can incorporate the makerspace into their teaching practices or encourage their students to integrate it into their learning and into projects maybe not to mention some excuses to come up and play ourselves exactly yes (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah and we'd be happy to help think through those things Mm -hmm. um i I should mention we're working on a grant project um Hmm. the university of texas at arlington okay and uh they are looking at maker competencies Hmm. um basically like what are some of the things that you can learn from making projects so um you know developing a project plan um so those sort of soft transferable skills yeah uh through you know learning particular technologies Mm -hmm. um and so we are like uh, helping some faculty uh work through some assignments and then um test draft rubrics Mm. Um, that they can use to sort of say, does this final making project like meet those outcomes? Mm -hmm. And they have a website as well where they're posting Mm. some Mm. of these curricular ideas. So I was actually looking at it. They had something from an intro Spanish class. Oh, cool. Where the students had to basically um, do some sort of like critical analysis Mm -hmm. of something in Spanish culture. Uh, And then they had to create some object that like, you know, was sort of their argument about yeah. um, that aspect of Spanish mm-hmm. uh, cultural uh-huh. language um, and then do a final presentation um, as cool. well as like journal articles yeah. that were talking about their project plan and um, documentation. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of the literacy aspect in kind of all areas. Yeah. So it's oh, wonderful. Well, before we sign off, we would like to ask you to share with us your favorite word in 
a language you speak, a language you are interested in, a language you have learned, or just any random word that you like? For me right now, probably because of a class that I'm working with, synesthesia mm. is uh, a word that mm. is sort of springing mm-hmm. top of mind because mm-hmm. um, that sort of... Um, you know, being able to like smell colors, yeah, and, like yeah. so that sort of sensory experience, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and and makes sense also for maker spaces. So yeah, I like it. Yep. Thank you so much for speaking of language with us today, Camille. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Next week, we are excited to introduce a new LRC team member. John Graves is the new instructional designer and project manager here. Tune in to hear more about John and the plans we have for supporting language faculty and students. Until then, auf Wiederhören! The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Language is produced by Angelica Kramer and Sam Lupowitz. Recorded by Sam Lupowitz. Original music by Sam Lupowitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners, and do stay tuned for our next episode.